Hey everyone, welcome back to Of Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. Um, shoot, I lied. Um, that's a record. Uh, so, uh, it's just Blake and Caitlin this week. Madison is once again off being a badass coach. Uh, her kids are killing it. Of course they are. Um, so God love her. She's had a very long day and it's still not over, uh, by far. <laughs> so she is not going to be joining this week. Uh, she did reach out to threaten us, uh, with bodily harm if we went through the full fan theory results. Uh, so coming up, we'll, we'll explain that more, but just know that we were, um, we were threatened. So we're, it's just, just keep that in mind. Don't get mad. Don't get mad at the, uh, what am I saying? The suspense that we're building here. Um, so this is going to be our 50th episode. We're in A Court of Wings and Ruin. Um, we're just doing chapters 30 and 31, and boy, oh boy, is shit starting to happen. Finally. Um, I know. God. It literally um, took us so fucking long. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, if you can't tell, we curse, obviously. Uh, we spell things, <laughs> so be prepared. So, moving on. Normally we would get into our fan theory, which lately we've been doing, as you know, who has the longest sword in the SJM universe. Uh, we were down to the final four, which is Reese and Lorcan, and Az and Cass. Now, as I mentioned, bodily harm. Madison would literally massacre us if we went into this to announce the final without her. So with that being said, the final will not be announced until next week's episode. I'm sorry. Don't come at me. We preserve our Queen Mad's feelings, okay? And she would she would be distraught, honestly. Don't you think she'd be yeah, distraught? I definitely and then think she'd so. kill us. So, I yeah. mean, if you enjoy Caitlin and I, just know that this is for our own protection. <laughs> this is her own safety right this here. This is our safety measure. Um, okay. So, before we jump into Chapter 30, though, quick recap. Um, if you don't really remember last episode, fair... Uh, Lucian and Elaine have the most awkward date ever, um, as grown-ass adults, remember, with, like, I, I, two, three, three different chaperones, technically. Well, four if you count the, well, no, the healer was gone. So they just had a lot of chaperones. It was really awkward. Yeah. Um, Elaine does start to kind of open up a little bit. Not really. Um, mm. Lucian, Lucian accidentally tugs on the bond, and, of course, Nesta has to, like, oh, how dare you? Freaks um, out Elaine, too. Yeah, and it freaks out Elaine, because Elaine's like, oh, um... And then, really, we get into some flying lessons. Um, As lets a tree just beat the ever-living shit out of Feyre. Um, and then we get a little bit more. We get a really inspiring story, though, um, and a little bit more background about Miriam and Draken and their their people and what happened um, at the end of the war, which, honestly, badass story. Super dope. Keep it in mind. Um, and I just... Caitlin, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we mentioned that Elaine made some really weird statements about ravens. She, yep, the two ravens. Yeah, um, white hair, white and black raven. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's, it seemed to come out of nowhere, I don't know. Yep, it, was, know. it was her first kind of prediction, so... Uh, yeah, um, we'll nobody knew it was a prediction at the time, they were just like, oh, sweet summer she's, child. She's crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, so, yeah, that kind of brings us into uh, chapter 30 with Caitlin. Yep. So, chapter 30, we start off with Farah being super sore. <laughs> so sore to the point where she's literally, she told Cassian and Ash, she's like, nope, can't do it. How can't. sore do you have to be as a high fit? Like, you didn't, like, heal overnight. You know what she, I mean? She, honestly, it has to be the the wing Ooh. training. Like, learning to fly, Damn. nah, that's too much. Um, so, she was like, a mistake, perhaps given that both of them showed up at the door at the, <laughs> to the townhouse within minutes. The former... 
demanding what the hell was wrong with me. The latter bearing a tin of salve to help with the aches in my back. So Az was the one who nicely brought the salve and Cassian was like, what the fuck are you doing? I just, this, if that doesn't encapsulate those two personalities yep. and how they handle situations, I don't know what does. Yeah. Cassian's like, fight through the pain and Az is like, I understand. Here you go. <laughs> I saw that tree. Don't worry. I, yes. <laughs> so they decide, so Farrah decides to go up to, wants to go up to the House of Wind um, and she's like, she can't take Nesta, so Cassian has to fly her up. Um, but because the main reason is because Nesta can't find anything in their books about repairing the wall. Um, and Farrah's like, also, I'll show the library. Like, understandable. I, I mean, she sees that, I like this, though, because it shows she, she sees that Nesta is, re like, is reading. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I, I, she'd like the library, like, I promised to take her. So, like, at least that shows that she's, like, trying. Yeah. And also, like, so Lucian left for the day um, to go find a library across the city to possibly look up the, um, look up a way to fix the wall. And he was kind of eager because he wanted to see the city of Valeris, which he hadn't, Farrah didn't really have a chance to show him. Yeah. Um, so Nesta and Elaine are sitting in the, uh, um, they're sitting eating breakfast. Um, Cassian goes, morning, Nesta. And he goes, Elaine. And all of a sudden, Elaine looks up at Cassian and goes, he snapped your wings, oh. broke your bones. Um, excuse me, where did this come out of? Also, like, can we not just enjoy a nice little yeah. rest? <laughs> yeah, and then, so then Cassian goes, it'll take more than that to kill me. And Elaine only said to Cassian, no, it will not. Dude, when I first read that, when I first read this book and got to that line, I literally remember putting the book down and just out loud going, I'll kill someone. Literally. Like, I was like, if he, if Cassian dies, someone else what, dies too. What in the actual fuck? I feel like, like, so I feel like Moss doesn't really do that to characters that we get to know. Mm-hmm. Asterisk, Crescent City. Um, but. <laughs> oh, look on your face. I'm not bitter, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter at all. But I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's a few yes in Throne of Glass uh, but yeah. I, mean, I feel like in this one, they don't really kill off that knock on wood. She could, she could yeah, yeah I was going to say, we're she not there yet. You, could, you just <laughs> fucked some, and guys, just remember this moment for if a major character or somebody we all know and love dies in the next book, it's all Caitlyn's yeah. fault. Oh, it's She manifested fault. it. Fully my fault. Um, and so, like, Fair is finally like, okay, why don't you go to, like, the garden? The herbs are planted, come in nicely. And As goes, I can help her. Um. Oh. And no shadows at his ears, no darkness ringing his fingers as he extended a hand. So he's, like, dialed it back just not to freak her out. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Nesta is watching like a hawk. Why not? Which is interesting, though, too, because remember in the um, as bonus chapter from Silver Flames, um, it makes a note about how his his shadows don't come out around Elaine. They, yes. they are pushed back. Yep. So that's interesting to note. And so... Cassian then turns to Nesta and goes, ready for some flying, Ness? Don't call me that. The wrong thing to say from the way Cassian's eyes lit up. I love that no shit. so much. He's like, yes, I found a way to piss her off. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so Farrah's just like, all right, I'm going to winnow. I'm going to get out of here. And she's like, mercifully, no one saw my slightly better crash landing on the veranda. And by the time Cassian's dark figure appeared in the skies, Nesta's hair bright as bronze in the morning sun, 
I'd brush off the dirt and dust from my leathers. And Cassian, like, puts Nessa down. He goes, you're welcome. And, of course, Ferris says, I think, thank you, but Nessa says nothing. Um, and so I love that Cassian's livid. Yeah, of course. He's, he's like, flexing his hands yep. and everything, and he just flies off. Yep. Um, and so, like, so they're in, they're finally in the library, and Farrah goes, I know Cassian gets under your skin, but I'm curious, too. How do you know what to look for in regard to the wall? Nesta goes, because I just do. How? I don't know. Omran told me it just to see if the information clicks. I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, and that would be a little, like, unearthed. Yeah. Where it's like... What? Like, I have yeah. this power, I don't quite understand it. Like, uh, yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be rough. Yep, and she's like, and Farrah kind of goes, and perhaps that frightened her, intrigued her, but frightened her. And she hadn't told Cassian, not out of spite, but because she didn't wish to reveal that vulnerability, that lack of control, which I understand. That's fair, yeah. Um, And so they're going to start, uh, they're, they're starting to go look through the library, um, and she's like, I'll help you look. And so they start going down farther and farther. Um, she said nothing quieter and quieter as we descended that black pit on my right, seeming to grow thicker the deeper we went. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, Nesta says, I didn't know you couldn't really read. I didn't know where you were in your lessons when it all happened. I assumed you could read as easily as us. And she goes, well, I couldn't. Why didn't you ask us to teach you? Because I doubted you would agree to help. And so Nessa stiffened like I'd hit her, coldness blooming in those eyes. She's tugged a book from a shelf. Amrin said Rhysand taught you to read. And she goes, he did. Why did you push everyone away but Elaine? Why have you always pushed me away? Because. The word stopped. I felt it as the same moment as she did. The ripple and tremor. Like some piece of the world shifted. Like some off-kilter cord had been plucked. We turned toward the illuminated path that we'd just talked taken through the stacks then to a dark far far beyond the phalites along the ceiling began to sputter and die one by one closer and closer to us i only had an illyrian knife at my side what is that nesta breathe run was all i said thank I god nesta like obeys for once literally didn't even didn't even think about it and so like ferris starts like calling reese down the like down the bond Nothing. If the wards around the prison were thick enough to keep out communication, perhaps the same applied here. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. Normally, like, he's protecting the priestesses, but, like... Yeah. Not ideal, I guess. Yep. And then, so, like, they're running. They're trying to get out. She's trying to winnow. She grabbed Nessa's arms right as the darkness behind us paused. And two Mm. high face stepped out, both male, one dark-haired, one light, both in gray jackets and bordered with bone white thread. Uh, I knew their coat of arms on their upper right shoulder. Knew their dead eyes. Hybern. Hybern was here. I didn't move fast enough as one of them blew out a breath towards us. As the blue fae vein uh, dusted sprayed into my eyes, my mouth, and my magic died out. Question. Nessa, answer. Okay. So she says, I knew their coat of arms on the upper right shoulder. Knew their dead eyes. When she says knew their dead eyes, is it like a... Is she just saying that, like, all of Hybern's people have, like, dead evil eyes? Because dead eyes, to me, is almost like zombie. So, like, does the king of Hybern kind of enslave his soldiers? You know, from this description, 
I actually want. I. I don't remember farther in the book, but I feel like that could be it. I think he at least put something well, on them so they don't like revolt or something. But then yeah. again, Amarantha stole his spell book, and then yeah. He, but also like, think about the uh, the twins. Like, didn't they have dead eyes? I, I feel like that that's just because they were just like. Fucked up well, I just it. feel like maybe but that's it's fair. Like, maybe it like he takes a port, like he takes away their like either free will either that or, or they're just something. either that or they're just so evil that just have evil. Dead yeah, that's that, like, that's, that's what I'm not sure, and that's what you associate it with. Like, I mean, I think yeah. I think that's a good way to disturb. I'm not. I'm really not sure if we. I feel like you might be right that they mentioned something, but I'm not. I it's been a minute yeah. since I've read, read Wings and Ruin to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Well, I also I'm think, not sure. think of, but if you think of like. uh Kieran, uh, Moore's father, he does. He's considered kind of evil, but he doesn't have Kier. dead eyes. Yeah, he's not kind of evil. That bitch is evil. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, have dead he doesn't eyes. have dead eyes. His eyes are like dark, and they like yeah. sparkle, you know, with pure but evil. I, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I think it might be a trait, maybe, of the hybrid people. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I mean, they they do come from like another area, so it could be a literally a physical trait. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, and, I was just like, as you read that, I was like. I mean that is that is an interesting observation. I agree. Um, and so uh, behind them, so this is when I got behind them. A hooded priestess slumped to the ground. Oh. So easy to get into their minds once our master led us through the wards," said one of them, the dark-haired male, to make them think we were scholars. We planned to come for you, but it seems you found us first. Who are you? We're the king's ravens. His far-flying eyes and talons. And we've come to take you back. The king, their master, he'd mother above. Why was the king here in Valeris? Reese, she keeps trying to go into her mental bond. Nothing. Nesta's breath began to come quickly. Swords hung at their sides, two apiece. Their shoulders were broad, arms wide enough to indicate muscle filled those fine clothes. You're not taking her anywhere, I said, palming my knife. How did the king how had the king done it? arrived here unnoted and fractured our wards and if he was in valeris i shoved down the terror at the thought at what he might be doing beyond this library unseen and hidden you're an unexpected surprise too but your sister you took something from that cauldron girl the king wants it back <laughs> that was why the cauldron couldn't shatter the wall not because its power was spent but because nesta had stolen too much of it what a bad ass literally she stole that much power from the cauldron that they can't even use it right now. She incapacitated the cauldron. Yes, and then she gives up her fucking power. <laughs> I literally can't get over that. <sighs> All right. So faced with the king's ravens, Feyre's like, "All right, I've got three options here because they're obviously they're smart. They're his basically assassins and like fetchers." Yep. Um, she's like, they're not going to keep talking. Like, they're not going to give me enough time to get my power back from the Fabian. So she's like, all right, three options here. Door number one, left-hand side door. One-on-one -on -one combat. And like, behind yeah. door number one. You know what? I immediately thought of Shrek. Yeah. Pick number three, my lord. <laughs> Pick number three, my lord. <laughs> behind door number two. <laughs> Wow. And then doesn't he hold up like four fingers? No, he literally he holds, holds up. He's up like, two. "Take number three, yeah. Oh wait, we're we're both holding up two fingers. If you guys could, we're, yes. we're never mind. God, okay. Yep. Damn it, that's a all right. So behind door number one, what is door the plan of attack one. that we have, Blake? We've got hand to hand combat with only an Illyrian knife 
But they both have twin blades, and they're muscled enough to use them. I don't know. I don't like the odds. I don't like the odds. I think we got to keep going. Okay, behind door number two. Door number two, we have make a run for it. Try to get out of the library. But you also would risk the lives and further trauma of the already traumatized priestess in the levels below above. Sounds pretty selfish. I think we need another option. And what is door number three, Blake? Door number three is suspenseful. I have to tell you in a second because there's a little bit of burning. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I don't think we get to door number three right away. We have to kind of interpret it. <laughs> okay, so Nesta's looking at them, and she's basically, because again, she's she's the queen of keeping uh, keeping her feelings hidden. She goes, if he wants what, he, what I took, he can come get it himself. And the white-haired male just goes, he's too busy to bother. And Nesta goes, apparently you're not. And she, so Favor's like, okay, she's has an op, she has an idea, i.e. door three, but she needs to kind of get Nesta on board without telling her. So she just kind of grips her hand, and she, like, Nesta looks at her, and she is trying to convey to her, I need you to trust me. And Nesta's able to read her emotions, because no matter how much they don't get along, they're sisters. Like, you can yeah, read your, so you can read yeah. your siblings. And she just kind of dips her head a little. And then Feyre goes, you made a grave mistake coming here to my house. And they just laugh. And she smirks and goes, I hope it rips you into bloody ribbons. And we have door number three. Door number three. <laughs> door number three. She runs. She grabs Nessa and she runs. Not up. Down. Down into the eternal blackness of the pit at the heart of the library. And into the arms of whatever lurked inside. You know what lurks inside? You know, the darling yeah. of darkness. The darling of darkness. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. So, literally, because remember, it's like a spiral. So, this would make me sick. Oh, dude, I literally think I would be vomiting. Well, I, I would get vertigo and just fall into the pit, to be honest. I would literally uh, be like, all right, time to throw up. Yeah, like, take me, ravens. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have my Dramamine. Um, exactly. <laughs> so, around and around. They're running, they're running, they're running. Poor Nesta, because, again, she doesn't train. Not as bad as it is in Silver Flames, I think, but here, her breath is ragged. She's like, she's... She's struggling. So much. Um, and Favor's just like, time. That's all she needs is time, because she knows at this point, the priestesses are aware something's bad. Like, they're getting reached. She knows they are. I love the trust she puts in them. And she's like, but even a minute might be too late. There was no choice. None. So the Fae lights stop appearing, and then the ravens behind them are like, ho ho, not so hard to find your way in the dark. And I'm like, oh, good job. Good comeback, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she just tells Nesta, don't stop. And she just keeps going. And they hear, like, talons on stone. And one of the ravens croons, do you know what happened to them? The queens? Now I'm going to tell you right now, this is where I die. Um, because I'm a nosy bitch. And I'd be like, I would stop, turn around, and be like, ooh, what happened? Tell me. What's going on? Tell me what happened. Give me all the deets. Um, Break it down for me. Right? Yeah. And Feyre's like, just keep going, just keep going. And she's just like, keep reach swimming, just keep swimming. What do we do? We swim! Okay. Wow, you really went for that note there. I went, I went that right into that. I, that was really impressive. Um, so yeah, they're, Feyre's like, dude, just keep running, just keep going. And she's like, we have to reach, we gotta reach the bottom soon. And I love this, soon. We'd reach the bottom soon. And then... And then face some horror awful enough that Cassian wouldn't speak of it. I'll speak all the time of it. Again, yes. darling of darkness. So, and she's like the lesser of two evils. Or the worst of them. Oh, that's a gamble. So, this, we finally find out what happened to the queens. Those 
bitches, those stupid mortal queens that we all want to kick and punch right in the teeth. All right. The youngest one, that pinched face bitch. I love that. I, I oh. don't like these guys, but I like that. I like that description. Went into the cauldron first. Practically trampled the others to get in after it saw after it saw what it did to you and your sister. Also, it, he calls her an it, which is funny because again, the it, they're human, so they're like lesser than. Yeah. You know, it's um, and of course she would be the one to like throw them out of the way to go first. And uh, she's like, "This is where Feyre's like, don't stop. If I go down, you run." And Feyre, no matter what, again, they're sisters. She goes, "That was a choice that I did not need to debate." That did not frighten me, not for a heartbeat. And I was like, oh, that's, that's very nice. You're very selfless. Um, and so the the ravens keep going. But the cauldron, oh, it knew that something had been taken from it. Not sentient, but it knew. It was furious. And when that young queen went in, and they both start laughing. <laughs> and they finally reach the bottom of the library. And the ravens keep going. Oh, it gave her immortality. It made her fey. But since something had been taken from it, the cauldron took what she valued most, her youth. Yep. A young woman went in, but a withered croon came out. And that's when, once again, Elaine's like, that sounds... From oh, shit! Because Elaine had said, I, was I saw young hands wither with age. And once again, it's one of those Elaine-isms where we're just like, oh, honey. Yeah, and no one's listening to her, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh fuck. yep, <laughs> yep. And so the ravens do say they say the other queens won't go into the cauldron because they're terrible. They're like, oh, I ain't doing that shit. And I love this. And the youngest one, and this is very big for Silver Flames. Oh, you should hear how she talks, Nesta Archeron. The things she wants to do with you when Hibern is done. And then that's when Feyre, it clicks with Feyre finally, twin ravens are coming. And she's like, Elaine had known, sensed it, had tried to warn us. Yeah, too bad, even if she clearly, spoke clearly and warned you. I'm going to say it right now, they wouldn't have believed her. I mean, Elaine, I wouldn't have they wouldn't have believed her. They'd be like, but, you? That's true. But also, like, if she'd spoken clearly, they probably... Eh. I don't know. I think they still would have questioned it. Like, I don't think... They may have put, like, a few extra precautions, but, like, yeah. I don't think they would have taken it as seriously if, like, more said it. Or, yeah, that's true. like, anyone that's else. True. So, she's, like, Feyre's trying to find, like, where they are, because, again, it's pitch dark. She just keeps running. And they're like, we're bored of this pursuit. Our master is waiting for us to retrieve you. And she snorts, because she's just trying to antagonize them. And this line is interesting to me. I'm shocked he could even muster the strength to break the wards. He seems to need a trove. Interesting. That's an interesting word. Of magical objects to do his work for him. And I was like, we know he's not using the trove as in, like, silver flames. But I just find it interesting that Feyre uses the word trove, and then here we are, uh, the that trove of made objects. It's yeah. like, the moving forward, that's what our, our thing is, really. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then we get a little bit more history, because yeah. I swear to God, these ravens, they might as well be parrots for the amount of talking they do. They're not ravens, they're parrots. They just talk. So, whose spell book do you think Amarantha stole many decades ago? Who suggested the amusement of sticking the mask to Spring's faces as punishment? So I like that, remember, because he didn't really mind that she, like, stole the spell book and, like, stayed. Like, tried to take over. Remember? Because he was like, well, fine, I'll let her do it and then I'll just come in and sweep in. 
And this kind of shows that because even after she, like, stole the book and, like, you know, kind of set up camp, he was still willing to, like, give her a suggestion with the mask. So, like, Hybrid has yeah. a sense of humor. It's just kind of sadistic, obviously. <laughs> um, yes. And then I, I like this. They tie up this, like, little just potential plot hole. Another little spell, the one he burned through today to crack through your wards here. Only once could it be welded wielded such a pity i.e like oh can't do it again that's how we got in like we're done yep, like, okay, never that's again. very very nice and, nice and tidy i appreciate it yeah that is true and they actually told her you gotta yeah. love when the villains the villains just kind of ruin their own plans these monologues yeah. man yeah um so she like ferris sees that there's a faint trickle of light it's super far away and high up but she's like okay there there's there it is literally run towards the light the one time you need to go towards the light here run towards the light So she just tells Nessa, she's like, run towards the light, I'll hold them off, hold them off. And, like, Nessa, of course, is like, no, and then they're, they keep, like, antagonizing them. And she's like, we don't have time, we don't have time. And she's like, run, please. And she begs her one more time with her voice breaking, please. Nessa squeezes her hand once and takes off. And now they hear her take off, and one of the ravens is like, what? And it's too late, because... Feyre, with her sore AF body, literally just rams herself into one of the stacks again and again so that they do, like, a teeter-totter into each other and block the way to Nesta. Good. Um, and again, you haven't seen the mummy, but it reminds me of the mummy in the beginning when, the, when Evie accidentally knocks over the entire circle of the library's stacks, and it's freaking hilarious, but whatever. You don't, you're, you're uncultured, and you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, so she saves Nesta, which we're like, okay, great, good good job. Not really, because, you know, at this point, a lot of people don't like Nesta, so I'm sure a lot of people are like, what? No! Um, but I love Nesta, so. But, so, Feyre is clawing, she's patting the wall, she keeps going further and farther into the pit floor, so she's getting closer and closer to the center of the pit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we'll, we'll still catch her, don't worry, wouldn't want dear sisters to be separated. I'm like, good job, good job, good job, you're so clever, um, and so she literally doesn't see the wall in front of her, and she collides face first, face first with a wall, and she keeps going, but it like dead ends, and she's like, "It what? What?" Like she kind of has a freak out, and then one of them goes, "Nowhere to go down here, lady," and she keeps going, and she's like, "If only I had my magic," and like the terror literally is like locking her bones up. She's like, "No, keep moving, keep moving, keep going." She reaches out. She's desperate. She's looking for any type of bookshelf. And just, like, blackness. Literally, her hands are slipping through, like, blackness. Again and again. She stumbles a step, and she meets leather. She's like, oh, thank God. Solid leather. And she literally has to bite down, like, a sob of relief. And so she feels her way down the stack, and she's, like, running now. Because she knows she can follow the stack to, like, one end or the other. And she's like, it ended too soon. I took another blind step forward, touched my way around the corner of another stack. Just as the ravens hissed in displeasure. And she was like, that said enough. They lost her. So she's, like, she's she's incognito. Yes, and finally. So, yeah, exactly. So she's inching around, and she's breathing into the dark, more than a, barely more than a whisper. Please help me, please. In the distance, a boom shuddered through the ancient floor. And one of the ravens literally seals his own fate here by trying to be pretentious. And like, I know. Goes, hi, lady of the night court. What short, sort of cage shall our king build for you? And there's a voice, a soft voice. I want to make this a soft voice. It's a it's, soft it's voice. A, I'm not going to lie, a soft voice would be creepy as fuck. Shut up, <laughs> And goes, 
and it like whispers right in her ear. Ugh. You are the high lady? And she just is like, and okay, the voice was both young and old, hideous and beautiful. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. When I hear these type of descriptions, it was uh -huh. young and old and hideous and beautiful. What does that mean? I think that's the point. It's so it makes me crazy. It's so ethereal and mysterious and creepy. That I just you can't like, even, like figure it out. I literally just can't imagine what the that description means to me. Like that's literally that's, that's just, just I, I it annoys know. me because I can't think of it in my head. I like hear something in my head, but I don't know how to explain it. That makes me sound really. Odd. Yeah, that's okay. You Blake's know hearing you voices. Know. Yeah, Blake's Thanks. hearing voices. Um, and Favor just whispers, "Yes." And she's like, "I could sense no body heat, detect no physical presence, but <laughs> I felt it behind me. Even with my back to the shelf, I felt the mass of it looking, lurking oh. behind me, around me, like a shroud." And they're just like, oh, we can smell you. How's your mate going to rage when he's found we've taken you? And I'm like, bro, you're digging you're gonna, a hole. You're digging your hole so much right here. And she just goes, please. And the voice goes, what shall you give me? And she's like, oh, God, never make a bargain, never make a bargain. And I'm like, okay, when have you ever fucking listened to that? Yeah, advice? seriously. I'm like, come on. And she's like, and I love this. This is what she thinks. Such a dangerous question. Never make a bargain. Alice had once warned me before Under the Mountain. Even if the bargains I'd made, and she pauses, and she's like, they'd saved us. And brought me to Reese. So this is also foreshadowing of the other one that she makes later in the book. And the other one that causes some issues later on. But anyways. So, she goes, what do you want? And one of the ravens literally is like, who is she talking to? Why is she going crazy? Yeah. And so the voice says, the stone and wind hear all, speak all. So the stone, I think, is supposed to be like the prison, the stone of the prison, and the wind yep. carried the, the rumor, which is creepy in and of itself. But they always said this at the, the walls. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the walls here and see. Yeah. And so it goes, they whispered to me of your desire to wield the carver to trade. So... This presence, i.e. Darwin of the Dark, um, Darwin of Darkness, I should say, um, basically heard a rumor that, like, oh, hey, you wanted to, like, harness the blood bone carver, but you trade it with him to get his help. I want that same deal. Which I'm like, I appreciate that. I like a savvy, I yep. like a savvy business person, you know? And so, Thayer's like, what of it? And the voice goes, I knew him once, long ago, before so many things crawled the earth, i.e., this presence, this thing is ancient, just like the bone carver. And the ravens are literally like, what is she mumbling? And Why one of them goes, crazy. Yeah, one of them goes, does she know a spell, as the master did? And so, Feyre just goes, what is your price? And one of them just finally is like, who are you talking to? And <laughs> this, is, this is beautiful. I love it so much. The voice goes, company. Send me company. And she opens her mouth, like, Feyre opens her mouth, and then it's like... Uh, to eat <laughs> and the, i'm glad that's her first i know i love that like uh, fair i mean this type of presence you would imagine that and oh she goes a laugh made my skin crawl and the voice says to tell me of life and it emphasizes that it just wants to know about life because it's in the bottom of a library yeah 
And the air shifted, the ra the ravens closed in. There you are. And she just, if Farrah goes, it's a bargain. And the skin along her left forearm tingles. The thing behind me, I could have sworn I felt it smile. It made a friend. It's so oh, gosh. Sweet. I love it so much. I love it so much. And then, then the voice goes, shall I kill them? <laughs> and, just, and I love the politeness here. Please do. <laughs> and so light sputtered before me, and I blinked at the blinding ball of Faylight. I saw the twin ravens first, that Faylight at their shoulder to illuminate me for their taking. Their attention went to me, then rose over my shoulder, my head. Absolute, unfiltered terror filled their faces at what stood behind me. I, right now, I need, and I know it's hard because I, I all of us have issues, like, picturing um, this mysterious monster that I've yet to name that I will at the end of this episode. Um, I need fan art of the fey light illuminating Pharaoh with the monster behind her. I, you know, I, that, that should be, be dope. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be fucking cool. That or you do be... it from, like, the side so you see Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah. Darling of darkness and then the raven's, like, look of terror. If you are any type of artist, if you do fan art and you're listening, please do this. Please. I think that would be incredible. I'll pay. Like, it could be a commission. I want that. That's freaking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing purrs in her ear. Close your eyes. And she obeys. <laughs> and then all I heard was screaming. High-pitched shrieking and pleading. Bones snapping. Blood oh. splattering like rain. Cloth ripping and screaming. 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 I squeezed my eyes shut so hard. It hurt. Squeezed them so sh so hard, shut so hard, I was shaking. And then there was warm, rough hands on me, dragging me away, and Cassian's voice at me here. Also, God love Cassian. He literally faced, like, the worst nightmare he's ever experienced. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, don't look. Don't look. And she goes, I didn't. I let him, she lets him lead me away, and she feels Reese alive. And he lands on the floor of the pit so hard, the entire mountain shudders. And she opens her eyes. And she found him storming towards her, night rippling off of him, the fury on his face. And he orders Cassian, get them out. The screaming was still erupting behind us. I lurched towards Reese, but he was already gone, a plume of blackness spreading from him. To shield the view of what he'd walked into, knowing I would look. The screaming stopped. In the terrible silence, Cassian hauled me out towards the dim center of the pit. Nesta was standing there, arms around herself, eyes wide. Cassian only stretched out an arm for her as if in a trance she walked right to his side. In a time of need when she was in shock and scared, she walked right to his side with no argument. No. I know. His arms tightened around both of us, siphons glare flaring, gliding the, the darkness with blood gilding the darkness with blood red light. Then we launched skyward just as the screaming began anew. So, few things to break that down real quick, because I just you couldn't stop. That was intense. Um just so anyone's aware. The Darling of Darkness is also known as Braxis. I don't know if you guys say it that way. That's fine if you say it a different way. I'm sure I am well aware. I'm probably saying it wrong, but that's just how I say it. So apologies. You, you, you know how I am. And I love Braxis. I love Braxis so much. It's one of the most wholesome monsters ever. Name a, a, name a more wholesome monster. Yeah, that's why I thought you can't. I thought. Literally, I darling of darkness. Shut up. 
But I have questions. So not only, remember, Favor asked, she, the Braxis said, shall I kill them? And Favor said yes. However, it seems as though they aren't dead yet. And what's interesting is, I mean, this is for what next week too, is it's almost like Braxis was trying to help because Braxis like sensed Reese was close because while Braxis did a number on him, did a number on him, instead of killing them, they were still alive. And we find yep. like, like they're still, as we can see, they're still alive after Reese starts in on them. Because Reese puts up the shield of darkness so he can get to work on them until Az can get to work on them so we can get information from him, which we see next week, yep. obviously. But I just want to point that out because that means Braxis was helping. Even more yep. so. Not just, like, defending to protect, like, to kill them, but to literally be like, mm, I'm actually going to let your mate and uh, his little shadow singer deal with these guys so you can yes. get more information. Which is I needed. Just, I just, I think that's really nice. It's such a nice monster. It's such a nice monster. It's such a nice monster. I just love, I, also, so, I also had the thought, because, like, the main thing about Braxis is, like, it is your worst nightmare. Almost like the, the bogue, or bogey, or whatever, where it literally makes you think you're, like, it's pure terror, right? It's literally, it makes you terrified. Yep. I think Braxis is literally presents itself as your literal worst nightmare, right? And I almost wonder if, does Braxis not even have to, like, lay a quote-unquote hand, since it's really just a thing of darkness, on them? Did they do it to themselves? I don't think Are so. Are you so terrified that you rip yourself apart? No, I don't think so. Well, fine, that'd be, that would be Because I literally weird. think it says in the next chapter he had left enough that, of them. Yeah, yeah, that they were alive yes. Yes. enough. Yeah, yes. that's fair. It would be cool, though, you think? It would be I cool, I mean, yes. creepy and gory, but cool. Yeah. I'm just saying. Either way, Braxis is still dope. Yes, I agree. I want I want a design of like whatever we picture Braxis as, and then like Darwin of Darkness. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the perfect name. Okay, fine. Yeah, admit it. Thank you. I knew, <laughs> I knew you would see my way. I knew it. So, those were two dope chaps. Like, can I just say I'm really? I know it's not great action because they almost died, but like, I am so excited that we're, we're like finally, from here. It's 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 going on, up from here. I was gonna like, say from here on out, it's like a lot happens. Like, yeah, a lot. And we're getting so close to the High Lords meeting, which is God, I love that meeting. That's so entertaining. Oh. All right. So, what are we currently reading? Um. So I, uh, I was, I finally started Precious for Roe Harvath. If anybody saw our Instagram live last Wednesday, uh, Madison chastised me thoroughly. Um, so I started that. Um, but the problem is, is then I, anybody that knows anything about Precious, it's an Omegaverse uh, romance. Very, very hot and heavy. Very cute, too, so far. Um, but also, like, I, my husband and I are, went on a hiking trip with my family, um, where I really didn't have, like, I was literally away from society and then in the mountains for most of it. So, like, it didn't feel like the right fit kind of book to read on, like, family hiking, you know? Um, so I haven't finished that one yet. But I did reread, do a reread of Serpent and Dove by Shelby Marin, um, obviously because Gods and Monsters came out, so I can read Blood and Honey finally. But the problem is, is I can't move on to Blood and Honey because I don't know when my fairy loot edition is going to get here. And I'm trying not to buy, like, multiple editions. I might give in and just get it on Kindle so I can read yeah. Blood and Honey. Because I just, I need to. I need it. Um, Lord knows I love my redheaded Reed. Oh, God, I love him. Um, 
And then I also started um, Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne. So she did the 99% Mine and the Hating Game. Um, I'm about maybe a third of the way through. It's really cute so far. It's definitely interesting because it's, like, set in a retirement community. But, like, it's a younger couple. Like, it's younger characters, but it's in a retirement. It's, it's very cute. It's very, very cute. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is super cute so far. Um, and that's, that's pretty much mine for the past week. But, um, like I said, I'll get back into Precious now that I'm home, too. I, so I was kind of shitty this week. I've just been so busy this week. Like, I've had stuff going on every Mm -hmm. single day after work. Oh, Uh, that's the worst. After a long day at work and you have other stuff. Like, you're like, oh. I literally, I had to be social literally Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, that's exhausting. So I've been slightly exhausted. So I have not been reading. But I'm about to go to the beach vacation with my family for a week. So I am loading up on the kindle books and yes. all my books so if anybody has any like recommendations that we haven't talked about on here yet send, send them my them. way because i i got nothing please tell me you're also packing this thing called uh sunscreen you know that's always up i mean debate. but it, so I, I just I, I don't know if you've heard of it um but for people with fair skin maybe freckles i don't know sounds familiar maybe irish heritage um uh, yeah. well, so it's highly recommended funny, here's the funny thing i'm going with my family uh-huh. my father literally put sunscreen on me when i fall asleep on the beach so if i'm like on my stomach my dad will literally put sunscreen on my you back. are a grown-ass <laughs> adult why do you not remember to, no, what does he, he do like, he just, like if you're asleep he just, does he like flip you over so he no 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 inside? he literally just like if i'm laying on my back he literally just sprays down my back like multiple times <laughs> and he always asks he goes do you have sunscreen on i'm like dad i'm almost 30 years old at this point i can handle myself can you though oh my god can you though jesus all right so you heard it from caitlin send her a bunch of recommendations so uh she has a lot to read on the beach as she burns herself um i just i can't with you i can't i feel like i'm gonna have to set reminders for myself to text you to remind you to put on sunscreen i will not have my phone Oh, I love that. Literally. I gotta say, I gotta say, I miss seeing, like, in, in, like, interacting with, like, Instagram and stuff and, like, obviously talking to you guys, but, like, not having my phone from, like, basically, because, like, from Thursday night through, like, early this yeah. morning, I literally didn't even have service. I'm literally... So, it was nice. Yep. Leaving my phone, leaving my Apple Watch all at the house. I oh, yeah. Leave the it. Apple Watch, too. Nobody, nobody needs to be on a beach vacation with Apple being, like... Let's check in with your rings. How's I mean, your activity? Like, like also, bitch, my activity is laying on the beach. Also, I gotta get rid of this. Oh yeah, you gotta get rid of that tan line. <laughs> Dude, mine is awful. Literally, fourteen mile think... hike yesterday. My tan lines from yesterday alone with the fourteen miles. Awful. Yeah, I literally oh. don't think I don't think this is going away. But I'm gonna try. Have you? I've literally seen people on like TikTok like do if they have to go to a formal event and they don't wear their Apple. Like some people don't like to wear the Apple Watch to formal events. Yeah, I, don't know. I understand. People will literally, people will literally have to put like foundation and concealer yeah. and try to match it with like bronzer or the tan. It cracks me. I mean, it's fair. Like I take mine off and it's blatant. I mean, I'm telling you, I even get spray tans and it doesn't do shit to it. That's how bad it is. I, I was going to say, I would I wear mine, like, well, especially when I was training for, like, halves and my mar- the marathon and shit. Yeah. When I wear it outside, that shit, it was, I might as well have tattooed, a, like, a white band around my arm. Yeah, wall, that's literally, arm. it yeah. literally looks like I'm still wearing a watch yeah. without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. All right, so, again, I didn't really have signal, and Caitlin was all busy, and Madison is usually our queen of Insta 
obviously with the beautiful pictures, which you should definitely go like and save, leave a comment, share with your friends, you know, uh, anyone that doesn't listen yet that you know might be interested, I'll tell them to come on down to the craziness. Um, and also, like, subscribe, review us. We love, I know I say this all the time, we literally love reading the reviews. Um, and that's, uh, all of our handles are at A-C-O-T-A-R podcast. Uh, it sounds like we've got two different distinct requests this week. Fan art, Braxis Pharaoh with the Ravens basically pissing themselves. And then Caitlin needs some, needs some wrecks for the beach. Yep, all the wrecks. And if you do, you have Kindle Unlimited yet? Did we get you on that? I yeah, I have it, but I like okay, it's fine. Well, no, what I'm saying is, if they're Kindle Unlimited, the better for you because they yes. can just download yes, like one, you can download like that's ten true. at a time. Yeah. Um, and so with that, guys, we're gonna go ahead and sign off. I know it was a shorter episode, but I feel like this was action packed. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, as always, guys, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.